I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. And do I have a good episode for you today? Thanks to you for coming in with all of these great questions. As I said in the episode last week, I am doing some eating disorder recovery and also hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery episodes for now. Because one of my very sweet clients said those are her favorite type of episodes. And then I posted a question sticker up on Instagram and I received so many great questions and I love it when you respond to my question stickers, (laughs) which by the way, I put up a question sticker today because one of my clients yesterday told me that when she sees books like fiction books when someone talks about fiction books or if she sees like penny obviously like my dog penny those are the two things that make her think of me penny and fiction books or when she thinks of me those are kind of like the two things she associates with me so i was curious what you all thought of when you thought of me or like what you associated with me and I did receive more people telling me books and penny but then I also got a lot of people saying Taylor Swift so I guess those are my things Taylor Swift fiction novels and penny which speaking of penny she is right beside me right now she's snuggled up Her and I both woke up quite early today and she's sleepy, as am I, but I am so grateful to be sitting here right now, snuggled up in my office, chatting with you and recording this podcast episode for you. So today I chose three questions that I was sent in from listeners over on Instagram. And the first one is about quasi or semi-recovery. So the specific question says how to spot quasi or semi-recovery. Now, before we actually get into how to spot quasi or semi-recovery, I thought it would be, you know, like, (laughs) I just want to share my experience with this because truthfully, I didn't even realize like this was years ago, but I didn't even really realize that quasi or semi recovery was a thing. I'm not sure if it's just now that more people are using this type of language, or maybe I was just totally out of the know back then. But around like 2017, 2018, I really wasn't super familiar with the language quasi or semi-recovery. 
even though that's kind of where I was at that time in my life, like 2016, 2017, I suppose. I don't know the exact dates, but in that time of my life, I was kind of in that quasi semi-recovery space without even realizing it because, and here's my kind of opinion on this, like when we struggle with an eating disorder for so long, and for those of you who don't know my personal experience with eating disorders, my first eating disorder was anorexia, and I was diagnosed with that when I was 10 years old. I recovered, and then I relapsed when I was 15, and I struggled again with anorexia for many, many years of my life. And then I, after being in treatment as an outpatient for many years, I finally got to this place where basically all of the practitioners that I was working with kind of gave me these thumbs up or these green lights to kind of go on, live my life. And I wasn't really in active recovery anymore. You know, I wasn't seeing practitioners. And in my head, I just kind of thought, okay, I'm recovered. And I was also told that by practitioners. So I thought I was recovered, but I was actually really living in a quasi or semi recovery place without even knowing it. And I really do think it can be a really tricky place to be in and even realize that you're in because when we struggle with an eating disorder for so long or any time at all, I think we, you know, we have a, obviously a firsthand experience with how challenging and how brutal eating disorders really are and how much of our lives are robbed from an eating disorder. And then when we start to nourish ourselves again, even if nourishing ourselves is like still within this context of some rules, it can feel like, huh, okay, well, I'm not struggling like I was before and I can, you know, go out and eat meals with my friends. Well, I didn't used to be able to do that. So it, I I really do think that this semi or quasi recovery space can be quite difficult to navigate, but also even realize that we're in because it can seem and it is, but it can seem so much better than where we were. So I do think that a lot of the times people are living in that semi or quasi recovery space. And I'm speaking from firsthand experience here, but also from a professional standpoint as well as I work with a lot of women with eating disorders and most of the women who come to me for support find themselves in this quasi or semi recovery space. You know, they're not at the depths of an eating disorder anymore and they're no longer 
maybe engaging in those extremely disordered behaviors that were driving their eating disorder and maybe they don't have maybe their lives aren't being totally dictated or influenced by the disorder anymore but they're still moving through life by satisfying maybe this remaining set of rules and that's really where I see a lot of people when they are in that quasi or semi-recovery space and that's really what my experience with it was as well I felt like so much better than I was before And it's not that I just felt so much better than I was before, but it was very apparent that I was better than I was before, right? Like when I was struggling with an eating disorder, for an example, I wasn't going to family functions out of fear of what people would think of me or out of fear of the food available. And I missed out on so much life. And so once I got to this quasi or semi-recovery space, it really did feel like, okay, am I recovered? However, I wasn't. I was still focused or concerned about what my body looked like. This was something that actually dictated my mood and how I felt about myself on a daily basis. So answering this question, how to spot quasi or semi-recovery is okay. During like, how do you base a good or bad day? That's what I'd be curious about. That would be one of the things that I'd be curious about. And actually a conversation that I had with one of my very good friends years ago brought this to light for me. And she was telling me that, you know, her good or bad days are dictated by how much she gets done in a day, like how successful or how productive she was in a day. And I just thought, well, that's weird. (laughs) Like, I just couldn't even wrap my head around thinking about it in that way because that is not how I determined my good or bad days. My good or bad days were completely determined by if I had a good body image day, then I had a good day and I wasn't stressing, I wasn't obsessing. If I thought I looked good that day, it was a good day. And if I was having a bad body image day, well, I was having a bad day. And I let, you know, I honestly would let my mom know if I was having a bad body image day, I would actually tell my mom I'm having a bad day, but that's what I would call it. Just a bad day. And so I share this with you because I do think that's one way that we can spot quasi or semi recovery is How do you determine your good or bad days and some insights as to whether or not you might be in quasi or semi recovery would be either that your day is good 
if you are having a good body image day or maybe the foods that you ate determine whether you have a good day or not, right? Because being in full recovery, you can have, you can eat whatever and you can still have a good day. But being in a place that we call quasi or semi-recovery, it might be that your days are only good if you eat in a certain way or if you eat these certain foods, right? For an example, and this is just coming to mind right now, but um, I think it's kind of just natural that let's say when we're traveling and we kind of have an airport day, right? And I think this is coming to mind right now just because Scott and I recently went to Mexico. So we had a lot of like long, too long travel days. And if you feel like maybe eating, let's say vegetables or vegetables and fresh produce, that sort of stuff, like usually that's kind of lacking in, in, in an airport. And if you maybe don't eat these quote unquote, like healthy, safe foods of yours, for an example, I don't know what these foods are for you, but let's say you don't have access to the foods that you feel safe eating and that dictates how you feel about yourself that day, then that might be a sign or that would be a pretty good sign that you might be in quasi or semi-recovery right now. Another thing that might be dictating whether you have a good or bad day is the amount of movement you get in a day and how that influences your mood and how you feel about yourself. So I talked about training and working out last week and I think I made it very clear that I love working out. I have a regular workout routine and it truly is hands down one of my favorite things to do. I thoroughly look forward to my workout days. However, for an example, today was not a workout day and I don't feel anxious today. I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to work out in a couple days, right? My rest day. I don't even call today a rest day. It just, it's a day. But when your days and your mood and how you feel about yourself is influenced by whether or not you work out or not, that might be another sign that you quite possibly could be in quasi or semi-recovery. Now, don't get me wrong. I totally understand that working out can support us in feeling really good, right? There's all sorts of good feeling hormones that are produced when we work out. I get that, okay? So I completely know that a good workout can actually support us in feeling good. But what I'm saying is, when we're not working out, can we still feel good? Or are we so fixated on the fact that we didn't work out and we're kind of obsessing about it all day and that's all we can kind of think about? And since it was a rest day or a non-workout day, 
then it wasn't that great of a day, right? That could just be another sign that we could potentially be hanging out or settling into that quasi or semi-recovery, all right? So looking at how your days and how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the day seeing if that's dictated by your body image, the food you eat or don't eat, or the exercise you do or don't do. And if any of that landed with you or resonated with you, you know, that might be a sign that you're kind of hanging out in that quasi or semi-recovery space. Another sign would be if you know you have rules that are lingering still around food. Now, when we're kind of in the trenches of an eating disorder, those rules might feel so strong and really prevent you from moving through your life. We'll go back to that example that I shared before. I remember when I was a teenager missing family functions because of my anxiety being around people, feeling like people were going to judge me, and also being so incredibly anxious about the food being served that I just couldn't even eat the food. So I just stayed home and isolated myself. So that was like an example of me being kind of in the trenches of an eating disorder. And example of what that might look like being in quasi or semi-recovery is being able to go to the family function, but maybe feeling a little bit anxious about being around other people. Okay, so that might be playing a role. Um, And then being quite anxious about what's being served. Maybe you're trying to figure out what's being served. And the reason behind that is because you kind of have a list of foods that you allow yourself to eat and another list that you prefer not to eat. You know, so when we're hanging out in this quasi or semi-recovery space, it's going to be very likely that you still have rules around food and also exercise. So, and that it creates quite a bit of anxiety when you can't satisfy those rules. Those can be signs of being in this quasi recovery space. And maybe you don't have like a full awareness of these rules. Like maybe you don't actually have a list of these rules or behaviors in your mind. But let's say you see someone eat something, for an example, and you think in your head, oh, I wish I could eat that. (laughs) Okay, that could be another example of being in this quasi or semi recovery space. You might not even realize you have these rules. But maybe when you see someone eating something, and you just kind of have even like a passing fleeting thought of, oh, I wish I could eat that but there's some reason why you don't, that could be another um, sign that you're hanging out in this quasi or semi-recovery space. Another example could be that maybe you are totally fine 
with food and working out or training, right? Maybe you actually do have quite a, or what feels like quite a balanced relationship with food and exercise, but maybe your body's not really showing all of the signs that you have fully recovered from an eating disorder. Now, this is also part of my story and why I wanted to make sure I talked about it too. But um, I think when, you know, that I started HA recovery, I felt pretty solid with my food intake. I was, you know, not living by a set of rules when it came to food. Um, I also had a really healthy relationship with exercise, but my body definitely wasn't recovered. I mean, I had no period, you know, I started HA recovery to get my period back in 2018. And I would say that would kind of place us in that quasi or semi recovery space, right? So there's a reason why the body doesn't have a period. And usually it is a lack of calories coming in, or too much exercise or, you know, too many calories being used and not enough coming in. So an energy imbalance for some reason. And for me, even though I didn't have rules around food, I just kind of didn't even know how much my body actually needed to be eating. I kind of was just listening to my hunger cues and not properly nourishing my body. Like I added a good extra thousand calories in order to get my period back. And it wasn't because I was restricting, but it was because that's how many calories my body needed in order to be functioning optimally and have a recovered body. So I think that's, you know, also we could consider that kind of be being in that quasi or semi recovery place is maybe we don't really feel like we have a lot of rules around food or exercise, but maybe our bodies aren't actually fully recovered. And then when we actually start that process or that journey of getting our period back and supporting our bodies in fully recovering, we might learn that we actually do have these rules or these lingering beliefs that are clear of not fully being recovered. So things like maybe we still have these rules around food or these rules around how much movement or exercise we get in a day, or maybe there's some fear or some uncomfortable feelings around the body having to change in order to get a period back and support hormones and the body actually be functioning properly. So I do think that when a lot of women enter hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, they might actually also realize that, oh, hey, I've been hanging out in quasi-recovery for quite some time. I know that was my experience. So I am just also 
speaking to what I know to be true, not pointing any fingers, speaking about my own personal experience here as well. Another thing when it comes to having rules around food and stuff, like I said, we might not even realize we're doing this, but something else that can be showing up in quasi or semi-recovery is telling ourselves or even telling other people that we don't like certain foods to justify avoiding them or maybe following a specific way of eating, whether that's vegan, vegetarian, grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, all the things free, right? So are we saying that, you know, these things don't work for us or we're intolerant to these things or we're allergic to these things when we don't actually know, right? The amount of clients that I have worked with over the years that have come to me being like gluten-free and grain-free and dairy-free just because of some, like there's like no real foundation in that, but they want to eat those foods. You know, that that's just such a great example of being in quasi-recovery. Like you're good. You're not struggling as much as you once were, but you're still following kind of this way of eating. And that can, that is a sign, can absolutely be a sign of being in quasi recovery. And honestly, on the flip side of that, you know, like we, something my clients and I talk about a lot is, you know, a sign of health is being able to tolerate the most variety of foods that we can possible. So for an example, I spent so many years of my life not eating grains. So things that I really enjoy like sourdough and rice, you know, the oats, right? I went so many years not eating these foods that I really like because I just thought, oh, they just don't really work for me (laughs) without like like I couldn't really give you a clear cut reason as to why they didn't really work for me, but I just said they didn't. Same with dairy. It was like, oh, I just like, you know, break out when I eat dairy, which, you know, it wasn't like my entire face was covered in acne. I got a couple pimples when I ate dairy, but I mean, that kind of makes sense. If you avoid it and never eat it, and then you eat it randomly one time, you might get a pimple, that might be a, that might be possible, okay? And a sign I think of being recovered is no longer placing a f- blame or pointing fingers at these certain foods, but actually being able to get curious about like, okay, so instead of like pointing a finger, placing blame at food, could I get curious as to why It might not be working for me. And can I support my body in actually eating the most variety as possible? Because that's recovery, right? Like it's a sign of true health and true recovery to be able to eat a variety of different foods. So that's something that I would 
get curious about it as well. So honestly, when it comes to quasi or semi-recovery, it truly is about getting really honest with yourself. You know, if you listened to this episode for the past 28 minutes, I think you have a pretty good sense of some signs that might indicate that you might be hanging out in quasi or semi-recovery. But let me tell you, like, the most truthful thing about whether or not you're in quasi or semi-recovery, you know. You know that this isn't complete freedom. You know. I did. Did I experience freedom at times? Absolutely. Absolutely, I did. While I was in quasi or semi-recovery, I experienced freedom several times while I was stuck there. But I also knew that I wasn't completely free. I knew. I knew. And now that I am fully recovered, it's like, whoa, okay, this is what recovery is. And the reason why I say, you know, is because now in 2023, you know, and honestly, for the past um, several, like since I recovered my period, honestly, I went on a massive healing journey that year. So I would say by mid 2019, I really, really did finally land at full recovery for myself and I've been there now I guess it's been four years right wow four years 2020 2021 2020 it's four years that's pretty awesome so I would say you know I've been like rock solid fully recovered for those four years and the reason why I say that Um, you'll know is because I'm not sitting here today feeling like, uh, I could be a little bit more recovered. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't have that internal sense. And I did have that back in like 2018, 2017, etc. Right. So I trust that every single person actually knows And you know what it feels like to experience freedom. And you also know what it feels like to not quite be there. I know you know. And that's something that I love supporting my clients with. You know, even if you feel like you're on the cusp of being fully recovered, um, that I love supporting women and actually getting to full recovery because... That brings us to our next set of questions. So one of our listeners wrote in, is fully full recovery even possible? And the answer is yes. And you know what's so cool or what's really interesting is like when I was sitting in that quasi or semi-recovery place, I thought I was recovered okay but I also was kind of like confused about like I think a lot of people think okay once you have an eating disorder you're always going to kind of have to be navigating that eating disorder every single day right and I think 
Like that's what I thought for many of years. And I guess this goes back to answering the first question, how to spot quasi or semi recovery. I think that's a sign too. thinking that like, this is just good enough, you know, like, okay, I'm recovered. And recovery involves me like, having to like, actively think about this every single day and having to actively navigate these thoughts and these behaviors every single day. That my friends is like quasi semi recovery, a hundred percent. And I was stuck there for so many years. And I thought that's what recovery was because I do believe a lot of people actually say that, right? A lot. You hear that, you hear that on social media, you hear that from others who recovered that, you know, you have to be constantly navigating these thoughts and these thoughts are never going to go away and et cetera, et cetera, right? We hear that a lot. And I do think that comes from, at least in my experience, that really was a belief that I had in that quasi or semi-recovery place. Now, as someone who's out of that for the last four years, I can truthfully tell you from deep down in my heart with every cell in my body that full recovery is possible. And from this place, you actually realize like, wow, I'm not having to navigate these old disordered thoughts on a daily basis, like recovery, full recovery is possible. And what that actually looks like is not even thinking about that stuff. Like that stuff does not even pass your mind anymore. Um, so that's what I'll say about that. Her second question, there was like kind of a part two of this question. And I kind of touched on this, but she said, if you've fully recovered, does that mean you never get those old thoughts? Okay. So like I said, when I was stuck in that quasi semi-recovery space, I was still getting those thoughts on a daily basis. Thoughts about my body, like I said, that dictated how I felt about myself every day. Thoughts about working out, thoughts about food, right? This was a constant occurrence for me. Also, if I was seeing a therapist at the time, which I saw therapists and practitioners, coaches on and off throughout my journey, constantly. But my sessions were always about food or how I felt about my body. Those two things. Those were the topics. I never talked about anything else because I did not realize there were other things to talk about other than how I felt in my body and food. Now I see a therapist on a monthly basis and I, the thought about talking about food or my body or anything like that, like those are not thoughts I have anymore. Those are not issues that I have anymore. My energy does not go there anymore. Those are just like not things in my life that are topics. So to answer this listener's question, if you're recovered, does that mean you never get those old thoughts anymore? 
I, I truly do believe like when you are fully recovered, you can experience life without thinking about food, without thinking about your body, without thinking about exercise. Okay. So I'll say that I have an additional thing to add on to that. Now, as humans, okay, we can wake up one day for an example right now I'm like in kind of like my the end of like my ovulation I'm in the second half of my cycle all right so during the second half of my cycle I can kind of get a little bit bloated right now in the past if I was bloated it would be like oh my gosh I'm so uncomfortable I feel so gross about myself and it would just completely derail my day now I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm bloated. And I literally don't think about it anymore. Okay. So I wanted to say that because as humans moving through life in the world that we live in today, you know, we can maybe put a dress on and be like, uh, I don't really feel comfortable in this today. So we take the dress off and put something else on, right? I would say that's a normal human experience because we're allowed to put clothes on and be like, eh, not this today and let's change. And then you move on from your day or move on through your day and you don't even think about it again. Like that is full recovery, right? Or I was even thinking about this when... I was eating something um, this week. I forget when this was, but it wasn't like this super yummy meal. It was just kind of okay. I did the job, right? That's another sign of full recovery because when we are either in an eating disorder or really dealing with disordered eating or like we've been using the language in this podcast episode, if we are stuck in that quasi or semi-recovery space, a lot of our focus tends to go on food and making these really elaborate, really special, really intricate and like tasty, perfect meals, right? A lot of effort goes into having this quote unquote perfect meal. And if the meal's not, if the meal is anything less than perfect, then that's not okay. And like something is wrong with that situation. That's a lot of people's experiences when they're in that quasi or semi recovery space. Okay. Now, when you fully recovered, you can eat a meal and be like, Oh, I didn't really enjoy that. But then you move on with your day, right? So what I'm trying to say here is like, we can still have these experiences where maybe we don't super feel comfortable in our bodies one day, right? Like maybe we're feeling a little bit bloated. Maybe we're on our periods and we're just feeling a little yuck, right? But it's this thing we notice and it means nothing about ourselves and we don't give it more than that thought or that acknowledgement, right? We have awareness that we might not be feeling that great today and you move on from it. Whereas when you're in an eating disorder or quasi or semi-recovery, 
it's like, this is how I feel today. And this is affecting me in a very big way. Right. So that's what I wanted to be clear about because even with like the somatic work that I do, right. Cause whenever I work with a client, we're always like, whether they come to me for trauma healing or eating disorder recovery or whatever it is, right? Like there's an element of somatics typically in our sessions. And it's not about not experiencing anxiety or depression or these uncomfortable emotions. Healing isn't about eliminating those things. Healing's about being able to hold those things and experience those things while still remaining present in our bodies and in our lives, right? And I think being fully recovered reflects that or is very similar to that or is that, you know, we we still have these experiences that a normal human does, right? Like I said before, maybe putting a dress on and being like, Uh, I just don't really feel like super hot in this today, taking it off and moving on. But it doesn't become this huge consuming thing or eating something that was just like maybe like a three out of 10, you know, it just kind of got the job done. It was food and it wasn't really enjoyable outside of it being food, but not being upset about it or dwelling on it or thinking that was a waste of eating something or whatever the case may be, right? We can just eat something and move on with it. So I hope that answers your question and makes sense and also provides you with this hope and insight from someone who is fully recovered and spent so many years of her life in that quasi or semi-recovery space thinking that that was it, that I was fully recovered, but deep down I knew I wasn't. So if deep down you also know that you have more space for healing on your journey and you're capable or you want more healing on your journey, please know I'm your girl. (laughs) I am your girl and I want to be your girl. So if you're looking for, you know, someone to link arms with and hold a safe space for you and be that support for you, I am opening up some more spots for one-on-one support as a somatic experiencing practitioner. We do somatic experiencing work, parts work, which is IFS, and we can move through your recovery journey together. And like I said, I would love to be that person for you. So if that interests you, if you're feeling like a nudge to move towards that, I do offer discovery calls just to get to know each other beforehand and I'll answer any questions that you have and just make sure that we're a good fit because that's what I want for you. I want you to be receiving the support that you need on your journey and whether that's me or someone else I just want you to be receiving the support that you need so you can go down to the show notes if you're feeling called to do that 
fill out a form to book a discovery call, or I also have my email address typed right in the show notes for you. So you can also just email me directly and let me know that you're interested in working with me and I'll respond right back to you. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thanks so much, friends. Thank you.